Hi, a very good morning to all of you uh, and a very warm welcome to the Sunday service of FCC. My name is Daryl. Um, if I sound a little shaky today, please pardon me. It's my first time being service leader in many, many years. Okay, yeah. But let's just take a moment to prepare ourselves for Sunday service. Really um, taking a moment to settle. And if it feels right for you, maybe closing the eyes, taking a deep breath and just letting go of anything that might be on your mind right now. And perhaps setting an intention for our time together this morning. An intention maybe of praise and thanksgiving, of connecting deeply with the divine, with God. Or maybe this morning is a time of rest and recovery and healing for you. Really sensing that intention, keeping that in mind as we go through our service for this morning. And together for the call of worship, call to worship. Drawn, to, drawn by God's presence, we, we gather. gather. Inspired by God's Spirit, we, we worship. worship. Empowered by God's grace, we, we live. live. We are community. Embraced, embraced by, by the, the mystery, mystery of God's love for all creation. creation. We are a community that looks for the light of Christ. The light, the light that shines, shines in every, every time, time, every place and, and every life. life. Within this dynamic community, we foster connections and experiences that bring meaning to life, that help us face the issues of the day. Together, Together we, strive we strive to live, to live with, with loving, loving hearts, hearts open, open minds and, and hands extended, extended to all. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. And now, please rise in body or spirit and join together in a time of worship. Mountains 
Please be seated. We come to a time of prayer. And I want to invite you to continue what Daryl suggested earlier. To call to mind your intentions of being here today. You might be going through a season of anxiety and fear and uncertainty. Or you might be going through a season of celebration, of joy, of gratitude. And very often, it's a mix of the two. Because life is complex that way. In times of joy, there's a tinge of sadness and disappointment. In times of uncertainty, there's a tinge of hope. I invite you to just be. And bring all this to God. God, today is Pentecost Sunday, the day that the Holy Spirit poured on the disciples and they spoke in tongues. Just like how the rain poured this morning, we ask that you pour your Spirit into each one of us, into this place. May we be touched by your Spirit 
embraced, knowing we are loved, knowing you are here, knowing no matter what's going on around us, we are your beloved child and you love us unconditionally. You love us. So God, we bring our hearts to you. Our hearts that are sometimes filled with fear, anxiety, sometimes confused, sometimes alone. We bring all that to you. And ask that you bind us that you heal us in all the brokenness that we experience. We pray for transformation. We pray for mending. We pray for forgiveness. In this broken world we live in, where warmongers continue to sing of war and profit at the expense of lives of so many when political leaders sit in their bunkers, in their safe places, not knowing, not feeling, not experiencing the pain and the suffering of the people and those they send to fight on their behalf. Deep in our hearts, we know we do not want war. Deep in our hearts, we all want peace. God, teach us to be the people who will turn swords to plowshares. and spears into pruning hooks that we will not learn war no more. May we learn to embrace people who are different from us. People who might not share our values, our ideas, our way of doing things and embrace them because loving them does not require agreeing with them. God, we want to lift up many in our community who are struggling with health issues, and especially those who also whose family members are struggling with health issues. our loved ones we care so much about. When they are suffering, they are in pain, they are struggling, we feel it too. And we want to lift all this up to you. We want to especially pray for Maria and Sui Hong and their family. Maria's mom and is down with COVID. We want to pray for them. 
We want to pray that they will be well to join us and lead us in our retreat that's coming up this next weekend. We want to pray for the well-being and safety of all of us as we travel to Batam next weekend. And just like today, may your spirit pour on each one of us that it will be a time of refreshment and learning and you will be a beginning of a new season of our church. And God, we want to invite prayers now in this silence as each one of us brings to you our personal private prayers of things that are on our hearts that we've been carrying for a long, long time. God, sometimes our prayers can only come out in groans and sighs and we struggle to find words. But you know what we carry. You know what burdens that we have. And we bring them all to you. You are our comforter. You are healer. You are creator and sustainer. You who loved us. We come to you. And God, guide us. Inspire us, strengthen us, heal us. And pour your spirit on us. Amen. We continue with a time of worship. As we sing the next song, we, have to, we often ask this question. Lord, there must be more than this. Today, let's invite the Spirit of God to breathe in this place, into our families, our loved ones, and into our lives. There must be more 
Good morning and welcome to FCC. Well, this Sunday, we will be concluding our preaching series, Fully Alive, as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. So before we go into that, I want to invite you to get onto Menti with us. And this is our Menti code that we always use. If you're new here, uh, what we do is that we use Menti as a way for us to interact during sermon time. So I'd love to hear your input, um, your experiences, um, yeah, some of your thoughts about the questions that we're going to have later on, okay? Then we'll help build this sermon together. So you can use the QR code or you can use our short link over there, fcc.ly slash mentee. It'll bring you right to the presentation for today, right? Fires of understanding. What is the significance of Pentecost? We celebrate it every year, all churches around the world, but what is the significance? What was the Spirit of God trying to accomplish in the lives of all believers that special day? And how does this apply to us today? Was it just something that happened at that time? Nothing to do with us today. How is the Spirit of God helping us come fully alive. 
So let me bring you to the account in Acts 2, and I'm reading to you from the New Living Translation today. And on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what seemed like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. I want to pause here, right? Because all these names may sound like a lot of names to you, maybe unfamiliar, but I just want to tell you, like, in the modern context, it will be like as if this whole crowd of people gathering and there are people that go like, what? Why am I hearing the languages that I know, my native language, in Chinese, in Russian, in Indian, in Tamil, in Gujarati, in Ukrainian, in Estonian, in all kinds of languages. Can you imagine? That's kind of like what was happening at that time. And they said, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. About the wonderful things God has done. And they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Just drunk, right? And suddenly you can speak many languages, right? Ever happened to you before? Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No. What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. It's like, wow. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. 
So this week we celebrate Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit by fire, wind and word. Pentecost from the Greek word Pentecostos, meaning actually 50th, right? 50th. And it was actually based on a Jewish festival that was celebrating the spring harvest and the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. And in the Acts account, you will notice that Luke tells us about the Spirit descending on 120 believers in Jerusalem on the 50th day after Jesus' resurrection. So Pentecost, the 50th day. So before we continue and ask, what stood out for you in this passage? As I was reading through, and as you were reading through with me, what stood out for you in that passage? Were there anything that was exciting to you, strange to you, didn't make sense to you, or anything that was hitting you for anew for the first time? Maybe you've read that passage many times before, you've heard the story many times before, but there were certain things that you picked out today that was like, oh, that's new. Okay. Cool, I'm glad that one of the first things you said was inclusivity. Absolutely right. I think inclusivity peppered throughout this story, this account, right? Diversity, absolutely. Why drunk? Mm. We'll look at that later. The tongues of fire, the flames of fire. <laughs> what is the last day? Very good question. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to answer that in this uh, sermon today, but we can talk more about it. As some of you are assuming, very good, very interesting, right? Very interesting thing that you picked out there. As some of you are assuming. What are you assuming today as you step in? The disbelief of a non-believer, a person who doesn't believe? That God reaches out to all. Yes. And diversity is coming out really strong there, right? The diversity of the many, many languages that was being spoken that day, that was being understood that day. The Holy Spirit in us. It's crazy, yeah, it sounds almost crazy, you know, all sorts of things going on. One place, yeah, they were gathered in one place. Ridicule, all the same in God, yeah. We're speaking of languages, understanding, blood, yeah, it did appear, unity, yeah. God saves all. Right, absolutely. The reversal of Babel, wow. Wow, very good, huh? Oh, we went ahead of me, never mind. It's okay, it's okay. Very good. <laughs> but I love that, right? One of the reasons I, ask, I love to I kind of ask you all stuff like that is because, you know, you're going to come up with a lot of different things, right, that are very interesting. Uh, things that I love to hear from you. You see the word prophesy there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping an open mind, yep. Okay. Wonderful. So, the story that Luke describes is quite an amazing one, right? As some of you even said crazy. I mean, like, well, all sorts of things was happening at that time, right? It was full of exciting, very dramatic details, actually. There were tongues of flames of fire, rushing winds, Accusations of drunkenness. There was bold preaching. Right? And if you read further down a few more verses, you will see in verse 41 and 42 that there's a mass baptism. 
and that 3,000 people were added to their number that day. And they were all devoted, um, devoting themselves to the apostles' preaching, teaching, fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and prayer. So many things were going on that significant day. But here's a detail that stands out to me as most relevant for our time and place. And some of it were things that you all said. All the believers were gathered in one place, right? We, that's the start of the story. All of them were gathered in one place. And then a sound from heaven, like the roaring wind, came along, right? It's like, whoa, like a windstorm. And then there were flames that appeared and settled on each one. And filled with the Holy Spirit, they testified to the wonderful things that God has done in multiple languages, right? In many different languages. As the Spirit gave them ability. And people from all over the world were drawn to that sound, right? That sound of people speaking about what God has done in many different languages. And they were amazed because they understood what was being said in their own native language. Right? That's amazing, right? So imagine you're in a foreign land and suddenly you hear your own native language being spoken and you understand it completely. It's like, wow, right? So what's the significance of the Holy Spirit empowering believers to testify of the wonderful things God has done in multiple languages so that people from all over the world can understand what was being said in their own native languages. I think it shows us something very important about God's heart for us and for the world. You see, the significance of Pentecost for us today is that throughout human history, God desires for us and is empowering us to, firstly, Understand God's heart for us and the world. God is actually reaching out. Imagine that story, right? God was actually reaching out to the people and even to us today in our own heart languages, in the languages we understand. That's the extent that God wants us to understand and be understood. And it's amazing that God would condescend to speak to the people then in their own mother tongues, right? Because God was showing them that I welcome you so intimately with words and expressions that remind you of your birthplaces, your childhoods, your beloved countries, your cultures of origin. It's as if to say, this spirit-filled place, this fledgling church, this baby church, this new body of Christ is yours, and yours, and yours. You don't have to feel like outsiders here. We speak your language too. Come in, come in, and make yourself at home. Like many of you pointed out, we see diversity and inclusivity throughout this passage. Christians often speak of Pentecost as the reversal of Babel. Yay, extra points for the person who said it just now, right? The story in Genesis 11, where the people were becoming so occupied with making a name for themselves, and God finally divided and scattered them by multiplying their languages. But you know, Pentecost actually didn't reverse Babel. It perfected and blessed it. 
it actually made it better. So we know that in the story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, we see the breakdown in understanding of each other. The people couldn't understand one another and they were scattered across the earth. And then in the account in Luke, um, by Luke in Acts, when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers at Pentecost, she, and I use she because the Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, and it is a feminine noun, right? So she didn't restore humanity to a common language, right? Interestingly, it wasn't as if one person, they all spoke one language and everyone understood one language. She declared all languages holy and equally worthy to speak of God's stories and of God's love. The Holy Spirit wove diversity and inclusiveness into the very fabric of the church right from the beginning. So Pentecost is the gift of understanding, the gift of bringing together across borders, across cultures, across many different languages. And in this Acts passage, we see Peter stepping up to explain what was happening at that time and to confirm that the Spirit was indeed weaving diversity and inclusiveness into the kingdom of God. Peter told them the Spirit is poured out upon all people, all kinds of human beings with no regard to gender, age, status, or people group. Not just men, not just old men, not just old men who occupy special positions like priest or king, but men and women, young and old, slaves and free, all receive the Spirit and they prophesy. And that's how the gospel spreads. When all God's children testify about Jesus wherever they are in the world. So God also desires and is empowering us to understand each other's hearts across our own language barriers, across our cultural differences, our family backgrounds, our relational hurts, our triggers, etc. This connection that the Spirit desires to spark in us is relational. It is mutual. Not only did each believer understand the languages of others, others also understood them. Portia de Rossi once said, it is good to be loved. It is profound to be understood. As human beings, we all long to be seen, heard, and understood. It is indeed profound to be understood. How often have you felt truly understood? Quite rare, right? Sometimes I hear people complain that their friends in church don't see them, don't hear them, don't understand them. While we have some ways to go in growing as a community that learns to see, hear, and understand one another, the question I have for you is, do you try to see others, to hear them out, to understand their heart? It is a mutual relationship, right? not a one-way kind of thing. As a pastor and counsellor, I've realised over the years that one of the best gifts I can ever give someone is the gift of helping them feel understood. Often, that's all people want, 
They may not want solutions or advice they didn't ask for. Sometimes what helps them is knowing that someone understands or is at least trying their best to understand what they're going through. And this is a gift that you can give someone too. A church community is not just about you consuming what you want. It's also about what you put in. If you want to be seen, heard, understood, are you also putting in equal effort to see, hear and understand others, especially those you might have a hard time getting along with? Um, perhaps those you might have had moments of conflict with. That's hard. But perhaps today, the Spirit of God is challenging you to think about someone you'd like to put in a little bit more effort into seeing, hearing, and understanding. This breakdown in understanding and God's power to revive and renew understanding works across all levels of human existence, from the deeply personal to the universal, across borders, cultures, and languages. This is the hope and promise of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit descended like flames of fire on the people of God and empowered them to understand each other in a miraculous way. And I believe this is true for us today. At the personal and communal level, God is bringing healing in multiple dimensions. The Spirit sparks fires of connection and understanding. But are you willing to be that conduit of understanding in someone else's life? Perhaps it's not so instant and easy when we try to understand each other today compared to at Pentecost, right? At Pentecost, the Spirit came upon them. They started just speaking out in all kinds of languages. They didn't even have to learn anything, right? I mean, for example, I had to study Japanese for like several years before I became even slightly fluent to survive and to do ministry in Japan. And that's true for all levels of understanding beyond just language. It takes time. It takes effort, right? So I want you to think back to a time when you felt truly understood by someone. Think back to a time like that when you felt truly understood by someone, it could be your partner, your best friend, a colleague, a church friend, family member. What was that moment like? What helped you feel understood in that moment? Okay. And as you think about it, take some time to type in, right? What made you feel, what helped you feel understood in that moment? Because what you share will help us actually learn what it means to help someone else feel understood. Okay? <laughs> so what helped you felt understood? When you think back to a moment where you felt truly understood by someone else, what did they do? Or what did you do? It's not just what someone else does for you, right? It's also what did you do to help someone understand you, right? Because if we keep the barriers up, if we choose not to be vulnerable, it's very hard for someone else to really get us, right? 
So what did they do? What did you do? What happened in that moment? Okay. So earlier on, I saw one of the first responses was a hard heart, right? <laughs> okay, that's great. They repeated what I said. Yeah, they tried to kind of tell you, like, is this what you're saying? Like, is this what I'm hearing? They validated you. When someone just bothered to listen, yeah, just taking the time to listen, right? Empathy. You could feel them, right? Like feeling your emotions. The ability to listen, being there for me, feel loved. Yeah. How could I help someone if I truly do not understand myself and my inner child? That's a very good question. Also a very deep question. That's a good question. Listen without interruption. Yes. That's a huge part about holding space for someone, right? Not trying to kind of jump in to want to say something. No judgments, no worry about needing to pretend. Yeah, you could let your guard down. You could just speak from your heart. Help space for me, active listening, learning to read and meditate on articles. Yeah. They paraphrased. They were fully present. You could feel them, right? Just being there with you, being attentive, mutual vulnerability. Yeah. So it wasn't, you didn't feel like you were just the only person kind of opening up to them. You felt that they were opening up to you as well, right? Feeling protected. Mm -hmm. You felt safe, right, with them. They were able to describe my emotions felt, yeah. The moment when the person helped me understand what I was feeling, that's amazing, right? Like you're talking about emotions and that person actually even helped you understand what it was. What I'll do to be present and listen, yeah. Sincerity and honesty, Someone having the patience to hear my story as is, and not projecting their own insecurities onto me. That's really good, right? I mean, we don't realize it, but we often project our own insecurities, our own interpretations, our own assumptions, right? What Peter was telling the people, don't assume, right? Just having the patience to hear someone out as is. Empathy, they not advise, just listen, repeat. They were just there. Listen, keep me safe, do not judge, accept me for who I am. They take, I take courage to share. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to bear our souls sometimes. And just to be vulnerable takes courage, right? The person assured me that they really wanted to listen. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Because sometimes we are not really sure if someone really wants to listen. When they ask, how are you? You're like... Do you want the long version or do you want the like short one sentence version? <laughs> right? Unconditional support. When the other person is able to hold a safe space and be willing to listen without imparting judgment, patient, get through my emotions and sharing, giving a safe space, humility, when they're able to acknowledge my feelings. Amazing, right? Amazing how so many of this is repeated, right? That all of you have such common wisdom around this, right? And common experience, when you felt truly understood by someone, you, you felt empathy from them, you felt non-judgment, you felt them being fully present for you, being fully willing to hear out your story to the end, not interrupting, holding space for you, helping you feel safe. Right? That's amazing. And I'm so glad that you're able to put all these things into words. Helping people to articulate your emotions, isn't that amazing? 
seeing me through the best intentions and respect, not expecting me to be broken, looking out for things that confirm that, when I'm able to just be myself in front of them. Wow. They abided with me in the emotionally uncomfortable space without needing to escape this discomfort. Wow. That takes courage. That takes courage. To be able to sit with someone in the uncomfortable space and to be there for them, with them, that takes courage. See, to understand another person's heart takes time and effort. And so many things, all these things that you guys listed, amazing, wonderful, wise things. It takes time and effort. It takes the willingness to take risks and be vulnerable. It's not always easy, but the promise of Pentecost is that if we are willing, God's Spirit is helping us. God's Spirit is sparking fires of understanding within us and between us in that in-between space. You see, the Spirit is also helping us to understand not only God's heart for us in the world, not only each other's hearts, but also to understand our call and purpose as God's people. In response to the skeptics who were sneering at what was happening, Peter stood up boldly and preached. I think that was probably his first sermon, right, after Jesus died and rose again. And Peter referred to the prophet Joel in the Hebrew Bible and showed them that this was what God was planning all along. Regardless of age, gender, status in society, the Spirit of God would be poured out on all and we would have the ability to prophesy, which also means to speak forth, to speak loudly, to speak forth all the wonderful things that God has done. And this is what we are called to do as God's people, to proclaim, to testify, to speak forth all the wonderful things that God has done in our lives and the life of our community. And not only to speak forth, but to embody, to live out the good news of God's love for all people in all that we do, in all that we are. So what's the big idea in all of this, in this story of Pentecost, in the significance of Pentecost Sunday? How does it apply to us today? God is empowering us to understand God's heart for us and the world and to understand each other's hearts too so that we can fulfill our call and purpose as God's people by embodying the gospel to all peoples across language, cultural and social barriers. That's the promise and hope of Pentecost. So what can we do? Where can we start? God is doing all these things. The Spirit of God is moving, right? Where can we start? Well, understanding requires open hearts and humility on both sides. You see, the people in Acts, they had to risk vulnerability in the face of difference, right? Have you ever tried speaking a foreign language? Maybe a language that you're just beginning to learn? It can be so embarrassing, right? Because we may not get the pronunciation, the intonation right. And sometimes when the intonation is just wrong by a little bit, it's a completely different word, right? Sometimes not a very good word either. Right? And so the believers had to trust that no matter how awkward, 
how inadequate, how silly they sounded. The words that were bubbling forth from them, inside of them, these new words, these strange words, these unfamiliar words, were precisely the words ordained for that time and place. And meanwhile, the crowd who listened, they had to take risks as well. They had to suspend disbelief, drop their defences, and choose to be curious, choose wonder instead of fear and suspicion. They had to widen their circles, all of them, and to welcome strangers with accents, with different languages into their midst. So it's about taking the risk of being curious, of widening our circles even today, of welcoming those who are different from us. Because it was in the midst of widening their circles and welcoming strangers into their midst that they saw God at work. Unlike those who sneered and assumed that, ah, this is just some drunken whatever, right? They decided, ah, this isn't God, it isn't something new. They were just drunk. But the people, the people who allowed God to work, who allowed curiosity, who took risks to be vulnerable, they saw God at work. And then, the third thing they did was they gathered to pray and to wait on the Spirit to do a new thing. You see, before the Spirit came upon them, And we need to remember that they followed Jesus' instruction to stay in one place, pray without ceasing, and wait for the Holy Spirit to come with power and to do a new thing, both in them and through them. The disciples may be, well, easily frightened and clueless at times, but they definitely obeyed the prompting of the Spirit and allowed themselves to be transformed by the wind, fire, the breath of God. And everything else followed from that, right? The 3,000 who were added to their numbers, the baptism, the people who devoted themselves to prayer and to fellowship, everything else followed from that. And that is why it's so important for us to gather as God's people and to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, shape us, heal us, remake us, transform us. We need new languages of bridge building with one another and with those around us who may not necessarily even agree with us. As Debbie Thomas says, we need new words to rekindle love. We need the wind and fire of God to challenge our complacencies, reset our priorities, to ease our anxieties and to move us out. To move us out. Our coming retreat is a wonderful opportunity to do just that. You know what I've been praying for our church, and more specifically for this retreat? That God would move in us, that God would transform us, and that we would be willing. Everything else follows from that. Throughout this sermon series, we alluded to the art of kintsugi, as a metaphor to help us understand how our brokenness and our flaws can be a pathway to God's mending, beauty, and wholeness. And I think Kintsugi can teach us a lot about our own lives. We often try to hide our flaws behind makeup, 
or bravado and pretend that everything in our lives is okay. And Kintsugi teaches us that flaws can be beautiful and we don't need to hide them. We can be loved for who we are, including our bruises, our past trauma, our past mistakes. We don't need to hide those things to be worthy of love and respect. Kintsugi also has a more practical message about being wasteful. You know, in our overly consumeristic culture, we tend to throw away things, right? The moment we see a flaw in them, ah, cracked, ah, throw it away. If it's not perfect, we don't need it anymore, and we buy a new one. You know, this applies to our relationships as well. We are often quick to throw away relationships that are broken, flawed, cracked, or have grown distant over time. And admittedly, there are some relationship dynamics that may be impossible to repair, or perhaps even inadvisable to repair, especially when there's abuse or toxicity involved. But there are many relationships in our lives that could be repaired and restored along the lines of Kintsugi. Can you think of any? God desires to mend us and our relationships and is sparking fires of understanding in our hearts in order to help us with the mending. Are you open and receptive to the moving of the Spirit of God? What fires of understanding is God sparking in you today? A few days ago, we had a briefing for everyone who is going for the retreat. And as preparation, Myak asked us to set our intentions for our time there. What areas of your spiritual life would you like to explore, heal, or deepen? I know that not all of you are going for the retreat. I mean, not all of you here today are going. But whether you're going for the retreat or not, I want to invite you to set some intentions for this season. To use this time, this short time that we have for reflection. So what are some of your intentions for the retreat or for this season? Maybe it's some of the things that we talked about today, the deepening of understanding of God's heart for you and for the world. I don't know what it may be, but I want to give you just some time to think about it and to set some intentions. Some of those intentions may be very personal, and so feel free to share what is comfortable for you. The good thing about Menti is that it's anonymous, so we're not going to know who it is that said that. Okay, and I think one of the wonderful ways about Menti is that, uh, especially in relation to setting intentions, is actually just putting it out there. Sometimes when we verbalize something, sometimes when we put something out there, it becomes clearer for us. It almost helps us say, okay, I commit to this, right? Yeah, rest. I love that the first thing is rest. I hope that is what many of us get to do and that we have the intention of rest. Resting perhaps physically, but resting, I hope, also in God. Really finding that time to slow down, to change up our pace a little bit. Our pace in life is a little bit too much, right? To just rest, to not give up, to understand others, their struggles, their hopes, to get fit again, fellowship with God and church, to celebrate diversity because it's June, yay! Yes, a lot to be looking forward to. Awareness of the diversity of experiences, 
to live in a new place, to surrender my sorrows for God's peace, mm -hmm. to bond with people from FCC that I know and make new friends, yay, heal my relationship with my father, I'll pray for you, to rebuild, reinforce relationships with loved ones, that's beautiful, being okay with my HIV condition, that is wonderful, that is beautiful, to embrace ourselves as we are, right? Be active in church, yay. To deepen relationships, to be more present in everything I do, lovely. To come closer to the Holy Spirit, yes, come. Because the Holy Spirit wants to draw you close. To work even harder for my resolutions this year. To start working on my life purpose. To play together but no competitive games, okay? <laughs> Don't worry, there's no competitive games this time round. <laughs> <laughs> to reset and to reconcile, yeah. to hear God's message for me and calling in a new season of my life is beautiful. To do different things from our daily life, yeah. to work on LGBTQ acceptance with God as a guide. Thank you, that's beautiful. To heal emotionally, spiritually and mentally. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I'm not my feelings of inadequacies, I'm so much more than that. Amen. You are so much more than that. To get closer to God and the many paths, to learn to trust, to fellowship with people in church and get to know new friends, I hope so. I hope we all do that. Be honest with God and be open to where God wants to love and mend me. Yes, and that's my prayer for all of us. Spiritual healing, breakthrough, yep. Closer relationship with God to rest and relax, build up relationships with others, lovely to take our relationship to a new level. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time to not only set these intentions, but to share these intentions with us. And we want to bless these intentions. We want to together hold these intentions in our hearts and to see how God answers and how God leads us through this journey. Not just through this retreat, but hopefully in this season as a church, as a community, that God does something new with us. God is inviting you to receive these fires of understanding, to spark, to stir up, or even to burst into flames within you so that you can experience the beauty of Kintsugi in your story that is still evolving and developing. In this season of Pentecost, remember that God is empowering us to understand God's heart for you, for the world, and to understand each other's hearts too, so that we can fulfill our call and purpose as God's people by embodying the gospel, the good news of all that God has done, the good news of God's love to all peoples across language, cultural, and social barriers. My prayer for this season of retreat, this season, is that God will spark fires of understanding in each one of us, all of us. Whether you're going physically to the retreat or not, this is my prayer for you. Will you receive God's gift of understanding in your life through the Holy Spirit? And are you willing to give the gift of understanding to someone else today? May this season be one of us growing deeper in understanding and being understood. May God's fires of understanding rest on each one of us so that all may hear of the wonderful things that God has done.
Amen. We now come to the time of communion. If you are joining us online, now will be a good time to prepare your elements so that we may partake of it together. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. When Jesus sat at tables and broke bread with the tax collectors, lawyers, rich elites, and poor peasants, he proclaimed that God's radical love and abiding presence know no bounds. Through this occasion of sharing food, every person experienced God and shed in God's kingdom. Together, a kingdom, kingdom where, where all, all are welcome, all are worthy, and all are invited. A kingdom where lives are transformed and empowered, and the fruits of God's gentle justice bloom throughout creation. All people, including each of us, are invited to share in this sacred meal of celebration and be strengthened by the presence of God in this place. We remember that Jesus fed 5,000 hungry people with five loaves of bread and two fish. At this miraculous meal, there was such an abundance that everyone ate until they were full. And there were even 12 baskets of food left over. Holy God, we celebrate your abundant care and solidarity revealed in this meal. We remember that while sharing a meal with the Pharisees, Jesus welcomed a woman viewed as an outsider. As the woman anointed his feet with oil, Jesus declared her dignity before everyone at the meal. Holy, Holy God, God, we, we celebrate, celebrate your gracious inclusiveness revealed in this meal. At these meals, Jesus and all his disciples resisted the division, injustice and violence of society. They live out instead the kingdom of God, a place of love, justice, and neutrality. But we also recognize that not all people like Jesus' ministry. For some people, it was scandalous. They said, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. When his arrest seemed near, Jesus ate a meal in an upper room with the disciples. As he had done so many times before, he took bread and after having given thanks to you, holy God, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. This time saying, do this to remember me. After the meal, he shared the wine, gave thanks and said, I will not drink from this cup again until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God.
May I invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If this is your first time joining us, please hold on to the elements so that we may partake of it together. Jesus was then unjustly killed by the systems of his denomination of his day. To some of his frightened disciples, it seemed that the bread symbolizes his broken body and the wine his blood. Together, God, the kingdom of God persists and, and persists today through the many community. Holy, Holy God, God, in, in the, the sharing of, of this bread and wine, we joyfully celebrate the hope-inspiring ministry and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us partake the elements together.
May I invite you to stand if you're willing and able? Together. Gracious God, may this meal be for us an Emmaus meal, where we encounter your presence in the sharing of this food as the disciples did at their meal in Emmaus. May the sharing of this food be a taste of your kingdom, holy God, so we may be strengthened to be your joyful and hopeful disciples. And may we share in your kingdom of love, justice and mutuality with those around us. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, you can dis- uh, pass the cups to the centre so that the stewards can collect it. Thank you. Right. Uh, very good morning once again and a warm welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. Uh, my name is Daryl. So in a moment, um, I'm going to ask you to do something that I realize we haven't consistently been doing ever since we've started actually physical service after the pandemic and that's to greet one another. So, But before we do that, I think in the spirit of Pentecost and in the spirit of Pauline's message today, I think the invitation here is first to really sense for yourself, connect with yourself, God's language, God's heart language of seeing, hearing and understanding yourself first um, in that spirit of, I think, kindness, um, healing, rest, inclusion. And in the act of greeting one another, then allow that greeting, whether it's just a nod, a smile, a hello or introduction of yourself to be an extension of that, of that awareness of God's um, spirit. So may we greet one another in, in the spirit of Pentecost. All right, we have quite a few announcements to get through, so we'll get started. Um, if you are new to us, uh, if you are a newcomer to FCC, we want to extend a special welcome to you. We also want to um, really connect with you, get to know you, and make sure we can support you in your needs. So please um, kind of introduce yourself to us, uh, leave us your details at the website fcc.lee.welcome. You can scan the QR code to kind of um, register. We promise we won't spam you with messages, but do keep. Uh, it's a way of keeping up to date with uh, many activities that are going on in church and opportunities to connect us to, to, with us in fellowship. Um, also, if you are new to us, today is especially special because as a, being the last Sunday of the month, today is actually also our well, newcomers meeting, uh, which will happen right after service in the meeting room behind the sanctuary. So if you are new, um, you would like to try and kind of get to know us a bit more, the pastors and some leaders will be on hand to uh, speak to you about FCC, help you get to know some people, kind of break the ice and kind of um, help you settle in a little bit more. So proceed right to the uh, meeting room behind uh, after the service. Um, also, um, the next newcomers meeting will be at the end of um, 
um, June, and Sean is indicating to me it's 25th of June. Um, that's, I think, the last Sunday of June. So you can register your interest at info at freecomchurch.org. Okay. All right, let's continue our time of um, worship in the time of offering. Um, so there are many opportunities uh, for giving in FCC, both of your time as well as financial resources. We are purely a church purely sustained on your generous donations, and your giving really helps us not just keep the lights on, but really helps us in our ministry to both um, people uh, in the congregation as well as needy uh, folks in the community. So two opportunities for giving, one with the general fund and one with the building fund. Building fund is used purely to fund the mortgages as well as kind of pay down uh, 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 and, and accrue um, kind of funds for us to be able to have a physical site. So you can give by pay now by scanning the QR codes. Um, or you can give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. Just be aware that the credit card platform goes straight to the general fund and um, the platform collects a fee of 1.5% of your giving. Um, the last option is giving by cash and after this, the stewards will go around. So just raise your hands if you uh, intend to drop uh, cash into the offering bag. But before we do that, just let us all pray for the offering. Holy God, we come to you in thanksgiving for the many gifts and blessings that we have received personally in our lives. We pray in thanksgiving for the gifts that we lay at your feet and at the service of the church. May you bless these givings, may you multiply them. May you guard us in our stewardship of these gifts. May they you be used appropriately for the fulfillment of your will in your heart. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May the stewards come forward to take up the offering. And if you would like to give cash, just raise your hands and they'll come round. Do I continue? Oh, I'm supposed to continue. Sorry, my first time, as I said. <laughs> okay, let's move on into the time of announcements. Okay, so actually, life in FCC doesn't stop with just services, and we have really a vibrant community life even after and outside of our Sunday service. So I'm going to go through chronologically actually many of the events uh, and opportunities you have of participating um, um, over the next few slides. So very firstly, today, right after church, we have our after-church events or ACE events. Um, and today we will be learning aesthetic hand lettering for fun. And I think uh, our own uh, member, Dot, will be taking us through our uh, today's session. So if I think if you haven't registered, that's okay as well. You can just stay behind. We will be meeting 1 p.m. In the, in the sanctuary uh, after church. So have a quick lunch and then come back and we will get started on our event today. 
Alright, next and uh, very importantly, next week we will be having our church retreat. Very excited as Pauline has, says, has said, um, this round in fact the retreat is probably the biggest retreat that we have uh, in our 20 year history. So I think we have 100 over people joining. So really excited to, um, um, to meet everyone. Unfortunately, registration has closed. Um, and a big reminder to everyone, both online and physically present, that um, there is no physical on-site service next week. So it will be a purely stream service. We will stream uh, online from Batam. Uh, so do tune in on YouTube if you are not joining us for service next, next Sunday. And for those who have, who have registered and have not yet collected your tickets, please meet Daniel in the pantry area after, immediately after service today to collect your tickets because, very important, you must have your tickets and you must be on time, one and a half hours at the ferry terminal before the time of your ferry departure. Okay, and also a reminder: if you if you if you didn't attend the retreat briefing on Thursday, the uh, I think the details have been emailed out to you. The briefing was recorded, and the recording I think is accessible through details in the email. So do check in because there are a few things that you need to bring along and prepare for the retreat. So do check in on what is required. And um, after retreat weekend, so the weekend after. Um, will be our uh, interfaith and cultural awareness event. And we are this time um, organizing an interfaith event in conjunction with Rain Bodhi, uh, our Buddhist friends, uh, an inclusive Buddhist group, as well as Kwasa SG, which is an inclusive Muslim group. And we will be um, talking around the significance of Visak Day for Buddhists. So I think it will be a very informative um, position. And personally, I've always found my own faith to be really strengthened and deepened by learning about how other people experience the divine as well. So that will be happening actually next Thursday, uh, next Saturday, 10th of June from 6 to 8 p.m. All right. So please scan the QR code for registration or refer to our email bulletins for the uh, registration details. And uh, subsequent weeks after, um, 9th and 16th June. So basically, June is Pride Month and it's June is also Pink Dot Month. And, and in the lead up to Pink Dot, we often are involved in Pink Fest, which is a series of events celebrating Pride. And this year, we will be uh, hosting two online um, sessions, I believe, um, talking to Christians about LGBT issues, as well as secondly, being transgender and Christian. So they will both be digital panel sessions. Um, it will be be streamed live on YouTube, so website is there, both happening on Fridays, 9th and 16th of June in the evening. So please um, do um, mark your calendars and join us for these events. You also can refer to um, our Pinkfest event from last year, 2022, the Abrahamic Faiths and LGBTQ. So you can watch that also at that website. I think it's on the YouTube channel as well. You can scroll through the history and, and look for that. 
finally, this year is our 20th anniversary, so we are embarking on a quite an ambitious um, commemorative uh, anniversary book. And as part of the, the whole book project, uh, we are collecting everyone's submission. So if you've already uh, uh, participated, we are very appreciative. If you, have, if you have not, you have still an opportunity to go to the website, uh, fcc.lee20book. Scan the QR code and there are a series of 10 questions, although not all 10 are compulsory, so you can pick and choose which you may want to submit. This, this uh, exercise is more for us to give a short quote, so you're not meant to put in more than 30 words, alright? So um, do participate to, have, to include your voice in the book. Um, and, and, and as another part of the book, we are encouraging everyone to contribute a picture of their hands. Uh, don't ask me why, I don't know the significance, but I think this will be revealed in the book. But um, we want to collect everybody, uh, a picture representation of everybody. Some of the examples are there. doesn't have to be your bare hand alone. You can be doing something or, or, or um, please keep it family friendly. Uh. That's the most uh, important thing. Okay, so as long as it's, uh, 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 you know, uh, PG, everything else is okay. So it, can, it doesn't have to be bare hand. You can be doing something or, or doing something you love. That's, I think, a great way to um, include a representation of yourself. All right. So do send that into the website. Uh, and, la uh, and I think, lastly, we have a call for volunteers. So our production ministry, I know we've been saying this, giving this announcement week after week. Uh, and I was telling some of the leaders we probably need to do recruitment in other ways as well. But anyway, it's a call for volunteers for the production ministry. The production ministry and the producers involved are a very core part of actually helping coordinate the online streaming service that we have. Um, if you have no experience, not to worry, they will provide step-by-step -step guidance and training. But please um, kind of step forward if you feel um, that's something that you would like to contribute to. There's something else that I need to ask you. No more announcements, right? Yeah, okay, that's all. Someone said something, I can't remember that night, too bad. <laughs> okay, too bad. <laughs> now we invite uh, Miak to close us with a uh, benediction. Thanks, Daryl. May I invite you to rise in body and in spirit to receive the benediction. God, pour out your spirit onto us and make us instruments of your peace, instruments of your love, instruments of your justice. Where there is hatred, help us bring love. Where there's injury, help us bring forgiveness. Where there's brokenness, help us bring mending. Where there's despair, help us bring hope. And God, as you transform our hearts and help us understand ourselves, our brokenness, our traumas, and the baggage that we carry, Help us learn to understand others as well. May we seek not so much to be understood as to understand. And may we learn that it is through our wounds and our hurts that we learn how to help others who are wounded and hurting. And may we, as hurt people, not hurt people, 
but learn to become healed people to heal people. So God, may this rushing wind fill all of us so we can transform the world into your kingdom where all are loved and all are free. So go forth and ring every bell that you can ring and forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That's how the light gets in. So go out in love in, and proclaim the love of God always in your life. Amen. I will not say see you all next week because some of you will not be at the retreat. So remind, uh, I see you, you know, some of you the week after and those heading for your retreat, I see you on Friday. Yes, thank you.